Welcome to Build Relationships, Break Poverty, a podcast hosted by Children's Hope Chest. This podcast challenges the Western perception of international poverty by elevating the voices of local leaders each month. It's our desire to share stories from people around the globe who work tirelessly to see vulnerable communities transformed. We believe that building two-way relationships will break the cycle of poverty. My name is Will Crooks. As part of the advancement team for over 10 years, I have the privilege to find and build relationships with churches and businesses. Today, we are supremely excited to have Brandon Bowes here to tell us more about his experience as a Hope Chest partner. Welcome, Brandon. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Will, and looking forward to just chatting about this, uh, this ministry, this partnership that we have. Absolutely. Let's get started with you. Uh, you have some international uh, experience and background in your past and in, in your DNA, really. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I uh, grew up as a, a missionary's son. He, my, my dad started working with Bosnian Muslims when I was two and then really just worked as a missions pastor for my entire childhood and started taking me on mission trips when I was nine years old. I started going uh, with him to Haiti and I've been um, to several other countries, but uh, Guatemala is the most recent one for this partnership. Yeah, lots of experience you bring to the table for sure. Well, tell me a little bit about the church that you're currently at and how did you get there? Yeah, so uh, I'm at Faith Oakville. It's here in St. Louis, uh, the, the, sub, the South County of St. Louis, Missouri. I uh, came here to go to college in 2017 and started serving, um, doing some ministry and youth and worship, and then uh, realized you know, that I really wanted to serve in the missions area. And they didn't have a missions coordinator at the time. And so as I went through college and realized I could give a couple hours a week, I started to do that part-time. That really led me to change my, um, my degree focus from public relations, uh, working in the secular world to the ministry route. And so as soon as I graduated college, I, I entered the seminary and I'm taking classes part-time as I work full-time as the missions director uh, here at Faith. So yeah, that's kind of my nutshell of a, a ministry story. And you have a, you have a budding family. I do. I do. I have quite a few children now. My wife and I had our first biological son in October of 2020. Um, two months after that, we brought in a two and a three-year-old sibling set uh, into our home through foster care. And we recently finalized the adoption, which we're praising God for, for those two boys. And in December of 2021, we had our second biological son. So we um, we just bit the bullet and did four in 14 and a half months, all boys. You are one rich person for sure. With uh, There's a lot of energy in that household, huh? There is. And it's good that, um, you know... Uh, people are like, you're, you're glad you're young because you still have the energy. And I, I don't know any better than what we have. And so I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. What do you like most about St. Louis? Oh, St. Louis. I, I love the city. I, I actually live in the city, even though I work out here in the county. There's so many unique um, parts of town and communities, neighborhoods. And then, you know, we just have a great tight knit um, community here at our church, people who've been here for a very long time. 
um, a lot of people who care, care for each other and, and care for us as our family. So they say St. Louis is the smallest big city and the largest small town. And so I just like that mixture of it's not quite Detroit, which is a little rude and cold and, and it's not a southern small town, but it's got a little bit of both. Uh, that's great. That's great. Well, Children's Hope Chess has been partnered with Faith um, for longer than, than uh, when you got on, on board. And um, uh, what have you learned, you know, maybe about Hope Chest and, and why the church partnered? What was it maybe specifically about its model or about who it is as an organization that made sense to your culture there in St. Louis at Faith? Yeah, well, I actually had a lot of conversations about that um, when I started to become the missions coordinator because the vision trip had happened, but we hadn't taken a team yet. And so um, we were finishing up just really making the partnership official and talking with our lead pastor, John Burnett, who's who's worked at this church for 31 years now. And obviously, they've had a lot of mission partnerships and a lot of partnerships that ended and some that were more fruitful than others. But in our conversation, he really just highlighted how he liked the, the two-way um, transformative model that he heard about and saw when he went on the vision trip and was excited about really trying something new than he'd tried in the past trips. So yeah, as we've gone forward, it's been a different experience for, for him to watch and be able to see. For me, kind of being my first international partnership that I've gotten to spearhead. Um, I don't know why you'd do it any different. <laughs> so I think it's just been a cool um, learning and enjoying the difference, but also, um, yeah, there's challenges. There's challenges, of course, in whatever you do, especially through COVID. So Yeah, no doubt. And you have a unique partnership because um, there's another church that's involved uh, in, in, in the area. How did that all come to be? And does that work of having kind of two churches in one care point? How does that work for you guys? Yeah, it works. We actually, so there's two churches. They're about 45 minutes from us, Zion um, Lutheran Church, and they've been a great partner. And we, we have two care points in Guatemala, one in Tecpan, one in Verbena. And I think... The challenging part is communication for the team building. That's a bit of like, we got to coordinate. But other than that, the it works the same at their church. They have a sponsorship there. They're praying for the kids, uh, doing all of the same things that we are here at Faith throughout the year. And then it is really cool to go on a mission trip with another church and just get to not only experience the community in Guatemala, but when we're debriefing and when we're with the team, it's people from a different congregation. So it's just, it's life-giving in that way too. Yeah, that's that's great. That's great. Well, let's narrow it down then to the care point. You talked about um, having two care points. What, what, are, what are the care point names? And, you know, what do you know? Tell us a little bit about those care points. Yeah, so um, there's two, Tecpan and Verbena. I think I'm saying those right. Uh, one's really outside of the, the city, so it's a very urban setting, and one is more in like uh, the agricultural farming, beautiful mountain region. Don't ask me geographically. I just drove in the bus and got car sick, so <laughs> <laughs> I know there's two, and it's, it's quite a drive to get between them, but um, very different communities and very different challenges, which makes it 
um, a real joy to be able to work with because you see problems being solved in different ways. And um, we don't only get to support one staff of people at, at Ambi. Ambi is the name of um, the group. We get to support too. And so just seeing all of these leaders in different parts of Guatemala who are caring for the kids, um, it's unique. Like you said, it's, it's a unique partnership. Yeah, kind of what you get to see a little bit, you know, uh, living in, in St. Louis and then you also have something, you know, a little bit outside, you know, of the city. And so seeing the different challenges in each community for sure, right? Yeah. And I don't know, you know, how specific you want to get into the challenges, but obviously we get very specific when we're there and, and, and helping them. The city is more, both of them have hygiene needs and, and education and how do we help, um, you know, with jobs, which look very different and, and job training, skills training, but there's a lot more um, cultural, cultural and even with education challenges in the mountain community, which is more of a, you know, their challenge. And then in the city, just with a lot of the crime and issues that go on living in an urban setting, it, it's just different, different challenges, like I said. Yeah, in different ways about, you know, coming alongside and what those development plans would look like in those uh, urban settings. There's probably not a whole lot of chicken coop projects, you know? No, no. Yep. But you have your, uh, I think the most recent one we did was to advance um, the kitchen and bathroom. So that hygiene, like I said, that was one of the needs we identified early on that the staff said this would be something we could develop. And we... Um, we love partnering in that way to increase just the capacity and the facilities that they're using. Yeah. Let's narrow it, keep narrowing it down to maybe uh, you talked about uh, two-way transformation uh, early on and the idea that both communities, there's a reciprocity uh, uh, in relationship, right? It's not uh, faith and Zion coming in and doing something to the community or for the community. Everything's done in partnership with that community. And that's where we believe that relationship does break the cycle of poverty uh, because there's a safety net of friends. Um, and, and, and that's what we need uh, in life both ways. So, you know, you've been in partnership for uh, four years now. Is there uh, changes maybe that you've seen uh, at the care points, and then also maybe share uh, some ways that uh, uh, the congregations have changed or some individuals' lives have changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I speak from my experience here at Faith Only, so I, I, could, I couldn't tell you exactly what's going on at Zion, unfortunately, but I know that from our experience, yes, we have seen change in the care point communities even from, you know, when we came in and just started the sponsorships and the quality of food and the ability to, you know, provide in just tangible ways uh, at the care points for the children, but then also just in encouraging the staff and being able to, I think, from the director, Anna's perspective, to have the ability to say, we can take on this next project. We can talk to our friends, you know, in St. Louis and say, here's what we're thinking, give us your input. And so there's just an openness and trust built to where we can throw out ideas, maybe even bad ideas. And it's, it's an open and honest uh, conversation. That's an awesome thing to see us, you know, that's 
one way of the transformation is us pouring into them. The other way, like you said, is them pouring into us. And from the stories that they're sharing, Hope Chest does an amazing job at giving, um, you know, updates. How are the kids doing? And when you see those pictures and those those stories of, you know, this is the change, then you, you feel that and you feel like, wow, um, I didn't do that. <laughs> those, those are people in relationship over there, but I was in some way a part of, you know, a part of that. And it's just encouraging and edifying to you. But then I think the most transformative thing as a congregation from what I've seen is when people are able to go on that trip and go into the communities and build relationships, meet the kids. And the biggest, the person who comes to my mind the most, her name's Stacy. She went on her first mission trip to Guatemala when I went with uh, a team in 2020, I think before the pandemic, sometime before the pandemic. It's hard to tell time. It is. But um, she went and it was life-changing for her. And this is no joke. This morning when I was in a meeting, she was calling me because she's begging me to know when our next trip is because it's been difficult, you know, to re-enter just with all of the COVID stuff. So she's been asking me for six months because she not only wants to go back, she wants to take her kids. And so I just see that as impacting her and her family's journey as, as, you know, as Christ followers. Perfect story. Perfect story. And it, and it creates a legacy. She's including her, you know, kids in it as well. It, it gets passed down. Uh, powerful, powerful story. Well, let's narrow the focus even further. Let's talk about you pers- personally, Brandon. Um, maybe a, a, a memorable relationship or a travel story. You talked about getting sick on the bus. How has this partnership uh, impacted you? Yeah, every, every trip you take... Um when you go anywhere missionally, even locally, it something sticks with you, if not multiple things. And so for anybody who's listening to this, who hasn't gone on a mission trip, my number one encouragement is to just go. There's a lot of reasons you can come up not to, but God's going to do something through that when you go. For me, the thing that sticks out most, uh, and I'm so looking forward to going back, but there was a, uh, a sister's and I forget both of their names, but I, Valentina and her sister and their smiles were just so um, contagious. And when you're there playing with the kids and, and being able to see them, you just think, I want to see them again. And we actually had the chance to go into their home. And despite not having what Americans would consider much materially, they just had so much joy to give. And Valentina offered me her family rabbit as we were going because, and I just, that stuck with me. And it just seems like maybe trivial as just a story, but to have someone who you think, you know, we, we think we're going there and we're helping them, or that's our attitude. Sometimes that's a lot of times misguided, but when we go there and we go into their homes, they welcome us in, they show us hospitality and even offer whatever they have. And it just shows you how powerful that love can be in those relationships. And, you know, it really makes a difference. There's a humanity to it, a human connectivity where uh, the hospitality, right, it goes both ways. If, if they came to your home, you would welcome them in. And there's this, I think this God-given innate desire created in each one of us to say, let me share whatever it is I have 
whether it's a, a meal, whether it's a smile, whether it's our financial resources, or whether it's a rabbit, what I have is, is yours, and I want to share it because of relationship. Yeah, and that changed me and my wife at, at that time. She's always been a hospitable person, but I mean, that openness and that offering of ourself to others, I've really seen that be uh, a theme even in terms of changing us to being willing to take in foster kids when we just had our own baby and adopt like that. That's a part of our story to see you can offer us something when we think you have nothing, but we all have something to give and that's our love. And I think we Americans at least take that for granted a lot and, and overlook that and think it's just the things we can give that matter, but it's ourselves. You know, that's what God, God wants us to do is to give of ourselves. And so, yeah, that, that definitely made a difference for us. There's no better place to end than that inspirational word. Thank you so much, uh, Brandon, for sharing with us today. Thank you for your leadership uh, at, at your church and with Zion and, and with the, these two care points as an HPL. Um, really, really impressed and thankful for your partnership. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to this episode of Children's Hope Chess, Build Relationships, Break Poverty. You can follow Hope Chest on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. <laughs>